Hey everybody, what's up? This is Kurt Baker, and you are tuned in to the one and only Dummy Room Podcast. Yeah! This is the big time, girly. This is rock and roll. Hey everybody, you're in the dubby room. I'm Jody Have Not in a monsoon, and I'm always joined by Mr. <laughs> Nate Dibble. What's up, dude? <laughs> Nothing, just riding this shit out, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're getting fucking uh getting hammered, huh? Yeah, so if you can hear it on my track, that's the fucking rain. <laughs> it's not static. And the, I, I thought no it was static. Can, it's, yeah. it's raining that fucking hard. That's nuts. Yeah, there's nothing I can do about it to edit it out either, so you're just going to have to deal with it, folks. All right. Well, I hope I hope you uh, you're here for the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, we <laughs> get flooded out or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, dude, I've been dealing with water in my basement for like two weeks. Yeah. You know, on and off. I've uh, just yesterday I figured out where the fuck it's coming from. Ugh, it's bad. But oh no, where? I just got to get to it now. Well, it's in like a corner, but it's behind a bunch of shit. You know, so now I got to find room for all this shit to move it to fix this thing. So. Yeah, what a headache, but yeah. This is um, episode 70, and it's kind of a crazy one again. So um, first thing I want to talk about is New Lone Wolf, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we got it. Um, we got two songs to play. Should we do one now and then maybe one at the end? Yeah, that Make people cool. wait. Yeah, let's right, which one? Which up. one do you want to do? We got two of them. We got Runaway and Tear Me Apart. Dude, I like that Tear Me Apart one. That's All right, shit. let's hear it. All right.
catchy. Just it, it's everything you expect from Lone Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the song? Oh man, it sounds just like Lone Wolf, and it's kind of cool. They're still kind of in, almost like even more so embracing this kind of like '90s alt rock sound a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of indie sounding, but uh, I dig it. The question is. Imagine you hear this and you never knew about the Bat Bites or any of this pop punk shit and you were just some kid, right? Would you think this is punk rock at all? Or would you just think um, this is like some type of new, you know, alternative <laughs> rock or whatever the fuck, you know? What yeah, I, mean? I, don't, I don't know. Whatever I'm you not call sure. that. It's hard to say because, I mean, it's punky, sure. Yeah. I'm just saying to someone who didn't know the like the pedigree of these musicians and where they came from and all that, would you hear it as straight up punk rock? I don't know. I don't think so. No, it's like some no. type of uh mm, I don't even know what you call that. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean I, I definitely hear that, cool. that that nineties kind of influence in there, you know? Yeah. Um they, they do really weird things. It reminds me of Super Chunk a lot. Yeah, kind of But uh, yet I could still hear that bat bites kind of that pop punk sound in there but yeah. at times it's all gone and sometimes it's still there but it might just be her voice you know yeah that's what i'm saying it's hard for us to really judge it because we we go back with the band a ways you know what i mean yeah so we're already used to that voice and we're used to kind of the bat bites thing and all that so i'm really kind of curious you know what would a 16 year old kid that just so happened to hear this shit on like college radio <laughs> would think you know got it I hope there's a 16-year-old kid listening to this shit. I can tell you, man, around here, I recently, uh, like when I go to work sometimes, I use this work van. It only has a radio, so I was like, fuck, radio, you know what I mean? (laughs) But anyway, I'm like scrolling through, just like looking for something on the radio, and I discovered like this local college station. It's not the one like that BA works at, like 88.1 KHX. It's this other one from Edwardsville, like, but anyways... Man, I was just l- driving to work and I heard like Against Me, I heard Masked Intruder, I heard all kinds of shit. Damn. And then there was other shit that I didn't even know what it was, but it was kind of sounding like that Lone Wolf type of stuff. Huh. And I was thinking, wow, this is kind of crazy. <laughs> I mean, to hear Masked Intruder on the radio, I mean, terrestrial radio, not some internet radio, like real actual terrestrial radio, and they played uh, I Fought the Law, which was cool, you know? Yeah. I just couldn't believe it, and they and they rolled into white crosses from fucking uh, against me, and like this is crazy. This is a radio, but again, it was some college radio. But still, <laughs> this lone wolf could totally fit into all that, and people would be like, I mean, like some of the stuff they were playing, I wouldn't call it punk rock, but I was still digging it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't have radio like that around here. I wish we did. Madison doesn't have like a college radio station. You well, can Madison get. does, but I'm in Lacrosse, dude. How far? I thought it was pretty close. Uh, eh, it's like two hours. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. My buddy Aaron, I talked to him last week. I went to his place to uh, to buy some skateboard parts for Eli. Yeah. Eli's ten now, and he's starting to starting to uh, thrash a little bit. So I had to. Um, he's got this really cheap like skateboard that he won, and. Um, it doesn't move. It's like total shit. So like he needed some new wheels or trucks or whatever. So yeah. Aaron, uh, who he's an old, old friend of mine, but he, um, he hooked me up and I went to his place and, um, 
he was telling me that there's one of the uh like the local like the big classic rock station in town yeah like one of the djs was playing all kinds of cool shit now really like yeah and i'm like that that doesn't even make sense you know but yeah apparently like he's an old uh like he's a he's a punk rocker and stuff so he plays really cool. good stuff on there now but i haven't heard it so right it's hard to uh hear anything worthwhile on a, like a radio station usually yeah you know what i mean yeah. Especially yeah. if it's like a corporate one, because they're all just programmed to play the same thirty songs every day. Yeah, well, yeah, which is weird because it's like, how how does this guy get away with it? And apparently, he's doing this at like the drive, you know, like the the afternoon drive. So like that's like their peak for like advertising. Well, maybe like and- somebody in radio finally <laughs> like just decided, fuck what these corporate people are telling us. We don't want to be the bland radio that has killed radio. We want to be like radio used to be you know yeah yeah like you know djs used to turn you on to cool shit back in the day so apparently i mean i was never around for that as a kid (laughs) but back in the day that's how it was so they say you know yeah so like if you have a radio that's playing something other than the same 30 songs that the rest of every single station is playing you definitely catch a few people that way right yeah totally yeah, radio. So, I don't know. Fuck radio. I, yeah, that's my last resort. If there's nothing else, I'll do radio. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm I'm not gonna tune in to see what this guy's playing. You know, it'd be interesting. But, though. Um, like I know yeah. now though that anytime I'm in that work van, I'm finding the 89.9 <laughs> station. <laughs> uh, um, so playing. yes. So long story short, I got the uh, Eli skateboard put together, dude, and it fucking moves now. He's doing good. Uh, of course, he wanted stickers right away, so I hooked him up with dummy room shit and <laughs> a bunch of other stuff, you know. So let me ask you this: yeah. Are you stoked that you get to like turn him on a JFA or RKL and shit? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. He likes some really bad music, so yeah, I don't think yeah, JFA is gonna be up. <laughs> in skating his, uh... and punk rock kind of go hand in hand, though, right? Yep, yep. I mean, that's why I was all excited when he started wanting to skate more. I'm like finally you know let's do this yeah so yeah i was pretty good about it you know usually i'm kind of slow about you know getting a hold of somebody about something you know but yeah it took me about less than 24 hours to get those things on there so <laughs> right on next thing you know you're gonna be building ramps in <laughs> well, the backyard dude, we were shit. watching some videos and shit and i i had mentioned that when i lived in madison when i was his age um we had a kid down the street that had a fucking half pipe in his backyard and of course, he said, "You should build me one." No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not uh, something you, you never just know, build. Dude. So. You might, you yeah. might be able to get out there and rip shit up too. Oh no! I, at this age, dude, I, <laughs> I'd die. So end up breaking a hip and shit. Yeah, the new Lone Wolf album. If you're listening to this, go to Stardom site, and the information will be out there by now. I think they're gonna have more stuff released right around right now. So, um. The cool thing is, I'm hearing, and I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything, but fuck it, um, Ox apparently is going to do some lead vocals on a few songs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cool. So, shit. You know, people, of course, uh, you know, no Ox from the Accelerators. Don't 
great band, obviously, on Stardom. So looking forward to this one. And I, I, I think it's out very shortly. Yeah. So If it's anything yeah. like the songs that we've heard, I mean, I can't wait to hear the rest of that shit. Yeah, me neither, man. All right. but uh, So we should get right into tonight, episode 70. Um, well, we have two guests and right now they're coming on. See, we're recording at a weird time, like a really weird time <laughs> for us. We're actually time. we're actually during the day right now. Yeah, the sun is up, sort of. It's and- <laughs> obscured by clouds for me, but it's there somewhere. I thought we would take advantage of the. Um, it's not four o'clock in the morning in Austria right now. <laughs> right. So I thought we'd take advantage of it and get uh, D cracks in here. D U M M Y R O O M. Coming up next. We got a guest, we got a guest coming up next, coming up next. We got a guest, we got a guest coming up next. All right, D Cracks are here. You guys want to say your name and so everybody knows who's talking here? <laughs> well, hey, hi, I'm Matt. I'm the singer, sort of, and a guitar player. Yeah, Mike, drums. Paul and I'm the actual bass player and occasional backup singer also. Yeah. Cool. So, hey, I, I'm we're both huge D-Cracks fans, and I can't believe you guys are fucking 16 this year. I it know. We're getting old. This, this does take into account the Cretans, right? Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. Okay. We so when did, change the name, so, you know. When did the Cretans become the D-Cracks? It wasn't that, it was like In not. In 2008, actually. Yeah. Oh, so actually, D-Cracks would be 11. This year, yeah, uh, sixteen yeah, sounds better. Seeing the party with <laughs> sixteen is much nicer, I guess. Because what do you do when you're eleven? Yeah, so please you don't know? tell anybody. <laughs> Nobody listens anyway, so we're good. <laughs> so, so you guys are having this uh, this awesome sweet sixteen party. Um, do you guys do this every year on the birthday, or is it is this your special? Uh, that's a special one. We didn't celebrate our fifteenth anniversary at all last year. Because we were busy supporting the last record that like we were out touring with Sonic Delusions. But we had a 10-year anniversary. We had a 10-year anniversary. We did that. Yeah, that was the first time we actually celebrated big. We had a couple of bands like reunite for one night, like Austrian bands. And we invited uh, the Apers back then. and uh, 20 Belows. 20 Belows. And Tough from Italy. Damn. Yeah, that, that's six years ago now, you know. But since we didn't do, like, 15 years, we said, you know, let's celebrate... Big 16, you know? Sweet 16, why not? Sweet 16! That's awesome. Yeah, we're, we're teenagers now. Like, the band is a teenager, you know? <laughs> we are legally allowed to drink liquor in Austria now. Yeah. Si- wow. wow. 16 yeah. years old, huh? When can you drive there? Uh, 18, basically, or 17. You can start uh, with the license at 17, but it's like it takes like a couple of months to get it. Right. And then, yeah... Like 17, 18, you, you can get uh, the driver's license. And you can, but well, with 16, you can't drink liquor, though. You can only you drink, can beer drink beer and wine. And <laughs> yeah, but they are not there. really strict with that, anyways, but at least as far as I remember it. Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, nobody checks you on drinking because all of us, we all started going to bars when we were like, it might, might sound a little weird now when we were, we were like 13, 12, 13, you just hang out in bars, you go to shows, because nobody asks you, doesn't, you know, nobody has an ID or anything for checking on 
Well, your parents you. used to send you out to get cigarettes and beers for them at the supermarket when I was like 10 <laughs> or 11. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, we're giving you a really bad impression, right? <laughs> I actually celebrated my 16th and, uh, birthday like three times or so at the same bar, like every year, because I was actually 14, 15, and then 16 for real. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, well, we're 21 here, so. Poor you. Yeah. yeah but every, everybody follows that, anyways, right? <laughs> Nobody drinks no. before it's. <laughs> it's yeah, still like 12 13 for us here too it's just not legally you know yeah hey i gotta ask you guys before i forget um are you guys banned from the u.s still yeah yeah but not paul but matthias and i yeah what well, what the hell happened well we got uh, we got stopped at the border coming in from canada because mm -hmm. we uh we had a tour a u.s and canada tour we started in the U.S. and we snuck in as tourists already, and then we drove up to Canada for three shows, and then we tried to come back in, and uh, yeah, so that's when he kind of caught us. We were on tour with Jetty Boys and Direct Hit at the time, and um, so we split up in two vans. We had like the, all the equipment with the Direct Hit guys, and we were just like with like luggage pieces in in. Uh, in the the, uh, the Jetty Boys van with like Eric from the Jetty Boys, who was playing bass for us at the time, also. Mm -hmm. So it was just two Austrians and two Americans in in a van, and uh, yeah. But they googled our names and couldn't find anything at first, and then whatever they they kept searching and they they found it through Eric actually. <laughs> I remember, yeah, because they were because our names were untraceable, our real names aren't traceable to the band really. Mm -hmm. you know, my name's not Mike D. Crackers. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. No, come on. Mind's blown. Uh, whoo, whoo. Yeah. So, yeah. But they found out eventually, and then you know we lied to them at the border. So, yeah. So, how long is like the band for? I mean, how long does that last? Uh, well, they said band for life, and then it changed a couple couple years ago. It changed to band indefinite, whatever that means. Damn. <laughs> so it might be over. So we can. We can still check, but we'll yeah, right. we'll see. I thought maybe they found out you're an isotope or something, and yeah, well, isotopes got actually banned the same day. <laughs> they got they got kicked out and banned at the same day because we were both on our <laughs> way to uh, um, Insubordination Fest in 2013. Wow. Uh, yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. We had heard that the isotopes only had like a five-year ban. I think that was what Rookie was saying, right, Nate? Yeah, yeah. five-year. But the, the thing is with us, we're not really banned from the United States. We're only banned from the visa program that allows people from the EU to go to the United States. That's the tourist visa program. It's called the ESTA visa program. We just got kicked out of those. Oh, okay. And uh, we could apply for other visas, but it costs a little more money. And uh, it's still, there's no guarantee if you apply for the visa that you actually get it, you know, because... Yeah. People at the embassies are not really very helpful. It seems like it almost seems like they don't want people to come to the US. Why is that? <laughs> not sure. <laughs> you guys do? What's going on there? Yeah, I, I hope they're listening right now and make up their minds. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, just just play Canada more and just get yeah. people to come up there. So of course when you guys were up there at the last uh Pusa Fest, just what yeah. was it, May or so? Man, I wanted to go to that fucking Hamilton show. Or the London show, you and Lone Wolf, and I think, like, School Damage and the fucking Vapids. Yeah, that was awesome. The Vapids was in Hamilton. 
Yeah. That was a cool one. London yeah. was with uh, with uh, Johnny Terrier oh, yeah. and the Bad Lieutenants. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was great. It was a cool show. There was a couple of uh, people from the U.S. driving up, uh, so that was really nice. You know, there was a girl from Chicago that drove like seven hours to see us, which is like you know, I felt really bad, so I gave her everything from the merch. <laughs> like, come on, sorry for making you drive so so long. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So you guys got the Sweet 16 party thing, the Sweet 16 Fest, I should say, um, coming up uh, September 19th and 20th. Did you guys pick who was playing? or? Yeah, you know? we, picked, we picked all those bands. I mean, we asked them. Nobody <clears throat> nobody said no, really. Uh, I mean, we asked the Apers, but they couldn't do it. That was the only band who kind of said no then. Also, the King Ons, we were actually... Oh, the King Ons, yeah, the King Ons from yeah. Japan, yeah. That would have been sweet. That would have been sweet, yeah, but, you know, it's a lot of... Uh, you know, a lot of money to to spend to get them over here from Japan. You know, mm-hmm. so so we got some cheap Chinese people for. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, we got the Sina Hearts from uh, from China <laughs> to play, but with our old bass player Jung, who was uh, our Chinese bass player. <laughs> hmm. You got yeah. Jughead coming over from Japan. Yeah, we got Jughead coming over Mr. and Mister Jughead, um, <laughs> as we call him. No, we got a. Uh, we actually practiced today, first time for um, for the for the weasel set and and mope stuff and so that on. That was a long rehearsal. It was yeah. a five hour rehearsal. Yeah, it's more more yes. more rehearsals than, than I've ever got. <laughs> yeah, in, in, in the whole six years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't rehearse. We only play live. You know. Yeah. So, what do you guys? What kind of? What's the set list look like with Jughead? Just just screeching weasel catalog or. Anything um, specific or any special all, guests with him? We all picked some songs, and you know we're gonna we're gonna play those. We're gonna play some Mope songs too, and then even a Blackouts one. Um, we have Will from the Zodapex who's gonna be uh, singing most of the songs. Maybe we worked with some other guests too. You know, I mean, there's a lot of lot of people there um, from from all all kinds of bands that we're friends with. So maybe we we asked them to jump on stage to sing a song. You know, we'll. We, we'll see. Yeah, you know, everybody pretty much knows the songs anyways. And even if they don't know the lyrics by heart, it doesn't really matter, you know, because you could just do it and uh, the people would jump right into it and just sing along and whatsoever. It's supposed yeah. to be like a party thing. And Jacket knows that. And he was very, he was very excited about it, So, which was actually even more exciting for us because it's a, it's a, it's a great honor to do this, you know, that he was agreeing to do that. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's kind of nice that this is going to happen, I say. Yeah, it sounds great. You guys got the Mangies, fucking Windowsill, yeah. uh, Jughead, the Richies, I couldn't believe that, Lucy and the Rats, and Boogie Hammer, and the Ceno Hearts, and then with the, the last night, you got you got a show with just the Mugwumps and like Dorkatron, I think? Yep. And Trauma sent him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know who they are, but... It's a hockey themed band that I have with my brother, so you know it's gonna be fun. Cool. So I gotta ask you, why you guys when you were the Cretans, what somebody tried to sue you or something? Or there was a there was yeah. an American <laughs> band from like Boston <laughs> called the Cretans. There's but... all kinds of shenanigans happening to us all the time. I know. Um, yeah, uh, there was this band, the Cretans, with like two E's. Um, they were from Kiel, Germany, and uh, they threatened with a lawsuit because you know they had like. They had like a bigger label at the time, and we were just like starting out, really. So we didn't know what's happening. You know, we thought it's all rock and roll, and it's all like, hey, you know, 
we actually played two shows with them and we thought that's fun yeah well you should have changed your name to Cretans clearwater revival yeah yeah <laughs> 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 you could call it CCR then. That'd be cool. <laughs> That'd yeah, be amazing. <laughs> Nobody gets sued over that. I yeah, hear. Yeah. <laughs> John Fogerty would be cool with that. Yeah. Who? <laughs> 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 yeah. Well. Yeah, that happened in 2000. All all through 2007. Once we got the Credence record released, like the CD, only mm -hmm. the CD back then. Um, yeah, the, all this started because they had the CD out in the same time and. You know, they were saying whatever, like uh, copyright was, money think, was like wrong or whatever. You I know, I think the issue was that we they were claiming we steal airplay of them on the radio. <laughs> one or two times they were playing a song of us. You know, and hmm. uh, it was a little bit ridiculous, anyways. But we thought, you know, the Credence is not a cool name, anyways, because there's so many bands like this. So we were thinking about changing it, anyways. So. And the, the fact with this law-threatening thing, lawsuit-threatening thing, it gave us a lot of uh, credibility in this punk scene because, of course, we were the small band and the other ones was the big, so it's always cool to be the small one versus the mainstream, even though mm. they weren't mainstream, but they wanted to be a little bigger. Mm. So it's, you know, all the fanzines, all the magazines, the punk rock fanzines and magazines, they just wrote about us and just supporting us, which was actually cool for us. So it gave us a little bit of a... I can say like a little bit of a boost, mm. you know, yeah. it was cool. Yeah. And uh, the other band, actually, they broke up like a couple of weeks after we changed our name anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they disbanded. So, you know, but fuck it, D-Cracks a way better name, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so how did you come up with the name D-Cracks? Was that one you kind of had in your back pocket the whole time or what? Well, actually, we wanted to have a. We were thinking about a German name, and the word "d" is actually the word. It's actually translated to be "the," so it would be "the cracks." Okay. But it's, it's written a little bit different because it would be written "die," which mean in English would be "died," and everybody would say "die cracks," yeah. which would be wrong. <laughs> so actually, it's wrong when somebody says "the d cracks" because that would mean "the the cracks," right? Right. Yeah. So it's actually "d cracks." Actually, it's just German. The German pronunciation. For the cracks, it's like uh, like bands like uh, I don't know the Head Cody's or the whatever you know right. this kind yeah. of bands and stuff like that, right? Gotcha. Like this. Plus, it's kind of like Dee Dee, so it sounds awesome. cool. Yeah, totally. Awesome. <laughs> but he never had anything to do with crack. <laughs> Was he the one in the Ramones taking the drugs? <laughs> I couldn't tell from the, from, the, from the standing in spotlight record if yeah. he took any drugs when he recorded yeah. it. Oh, it was just time to rock and time to rap. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe time for a mashed potato attack. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, possibly. <laughs> he had too much to drink, that's for sure. That's for sure, yeah. <laughs> According to the record, he was just a heavy drinker. A Heineken would be fine. A Heineken, Heineken. <laughs> would be fine. Or even Bailey's Irish cream. <laughs> because he was half American, half German. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So let's stop this. <laughs> yeah, before there's an emergency. Uh, so you guys just got off tour too with uh, Mr. C.J. Ramon? Yeah. How'd that Mr. go? C.J., you got it right. Hmm. Yeah. I thought his name is DJ. DJ Ramon? DJ Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a fun tour. Great tour. Like uh, 20 days or whatever it was, or 25 or something. Actually 26. 26? Mm -hmm. uh, you, you count it. I did. From the first day on. Yeah. I only count to four, you know. Yeah. 
I think if I was on tour with uh, CJ, I'd be counting too, man. That's cool. Yeah. That was really lovely. Uh, yeah. Great. Uh, I mean, we know CJ from before because we played with him in 2013 and had a short tour with him in 20, uh, what was that? 15. Yeah. So, yeah, it was good. To, he, he personally asked us out for this one, which was nice. It's, it was his last European tour. Um according to him, but they were jokingly saying when the next last European tour is going to be. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll see. But yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was an honor and a great, uh, great tour. It was uh, beautiful. Great times were had. It was a super hot tour. Also, it was like a hundred degrees every day for uh, quite a long stretch of the tour. So, and there's a uh, AC is not a, a big thing in, in Europe. In Europe, so we were sweating, sweating like crazy all yeah. the time. We should have uh, gotten more fans for the stage. You know, just to have the opportunity just to play a show with him is cool, but to do a whole tour, especially like his last tour, it's quite yeah, the yeah. honor. No, that was that was really cool, and they were all wearing our shirts at the last show. <laughs> yeah, they got us on stage for the very last show, and we got to sing R A M O N E S. And how cool is that, you know? Yeah. I need to to tell this to my sixteen year old self because this is something <laughs> I would have never even dreamt of, you know? Right. It's it's crazy. It's it, it was a pretty surreal moment. It's cool. Super so cool. hey, uh, just on a side note, all your guys' side bands. Um, you guys are always seems to be really active. Um, Mike, you drum with like I don't know how many bands, like a lot. And Matt, of course, you're Jagger Holly and Ratcliffe's still going. Yeah, yeah. sort of. <laughs> uh, I mean, these you guys are like almost like a super group, you know, in a way. <laughs> uh, I well, one know, way or the other, I, we're I a we super group. Have, I think we just have a lot of time on our hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like when somebody somebody wants to do some music, they probably they they seem to always contact us. I don't know why. Yeah, we're going yeah. down on the bat pole down to the bat cave, and then from there it's <laughs> up to the races. <laughs> but you know we enjoy it. we enjoy it. You know we enjoy playing, and you know if there's if there's cool people with cool sound to play with, why not? No, but seriously, but for the stuff like Radcliffe and Jagger Holly, when Jay was asking me to join the band. In Europe, there was no question not to do it because I know him forever and he's a great friend and I like like it a lot to do, to, to write for Jagger Holly and to, to play his songs and to work together on the songs. And the same with Paul and the Redcliffs. There was no question to say, you know, there was, I was not even thinking to say no. Yeah, Matt, is a, Matt is a pretty natural choice, you know, it's, a, it's pretty obvious that I approach him for that. So, made it... Uh, Maybe a little easier to organize, maybe. Yeah, it's enjoyable. It's cool. Yeah, I, I, I fucking love that Ratcliffe stuff, man. I mean, I've been, you know, the two, the first two seven inches were great. The first album, that that Hellmental was great record, man.
thank you very so, much. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, it was cool when when I you know I didn't really when I saw when I found out you were in in D cracks. It just seemed like oh that makes sense. You know this should be really cool. Um, and of course Matt, when you when I saw you were playing with Jagger Holly, it's like one of my favorite bands. And you, it's perfect, man. So it's cool. You know, the, the Austrian punk scene, at least our genre of punk rock, is very little. You know, the bands, uh, there's basically three or four bands. It's like, pretty tight knit. Like yeah. the Radcliffe's, Magmams, D Cracks, and now in the Jagger Ollie, of course, if you would say it's an Austrian band, I don't think so because it's US and Austria and Italy, you know. Well, and Jay, and, and he lives in Innsbruck now, and he lives like yeah, uh, he 10 minutes away of, yeah. from me. And it's like everybody, I, I'm from Innsbruck. That's uh, in the western part of the town. And, and like people like Kevin Aper or the Magwams, they like literally live like a five minutes walk from me. So it's like, it's this tight, you know? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I was a Redcliffe too, and I was in Jagger Holly oh, also. True, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you're in so, so many things that I actually forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that was a fun run that we had back in, in uh, 2009. Oh, uh, 2009. Yeah. yeah. Nice, yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, how do you decide which band to give the songs you write to? You know what I mean? Like, if you're just whatever you're currently playing with the most, or, you know what I mean? For me, it's a. Uh, the songs I write for Jagger Holly, there's not so many. I usually just contribute one or two songs each record. And of course, Jay always sends me demos and stuff. And then I try to do some guitar stuff for it or, you know, some backing vocals and, you know, just do this at home. But when I contribute songs for that, it's more for Jagger Holly, it's more like the poppier songs. For D Cracks, it's more like the edgier, a little bit more, it's a little more punk. And Jagger Holly is a little more powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? It's kind of easy, actually. When I say I want to write a Jagger Holly song, I do it 
differently than for decracks you know yeah yeah makes perfect sense actually yeah yeah i just wanted to let you guys know man we both fucking love sonic delusions for me i think it's just a bunch of great songs but also the production is fucking killer man everything about it sounds great oh yeah thanks we gotta tell our boy marco who we uh, uh, always record with He's, uh, he used to be in the Credence, actually. He's Because uh, back back in the day when we started out, we actually had two guitars. So he was our second guitar player back in the day. And uh, like he left the band to like become a producer. And uh, ever since, we've been just working with him, recording, mixing, mastering. You know, it's all it's all us and him, you know. So, yeah, we, we, we uh, have to give him all the credit there. And well-deserved, you know. Yeah. He knows what we what we want you know it's very easy to record with him because he knows how, how we we're supposed to sound right he's been in the band like he knows our, our characters you know he knows how to work with all of us because we're friends for so long you know it's uh it's a great way of working i, I really enjoy it every every single time everybody does and so marco if you're listening right now <laughs> you know who you are <laughs> right right now that's cool yeah, Sonic Delusions, man. I've been listening to it almost fucking nonstop lately. I don't know. I mean, I loved it when it came out, but for whatever reason, just lately, it's just been, it hasn't left the player much. Um, yeah. Just the songs on that record are just uh, just unbelievable. I don't know. I, I assume Matt writes most of them, I guess. I don't know, but um, yeah, fucking hits like Shambles and Montreal Nights. <laughs>
just two of my favorites. Nice, cool. Yeah. Um, I like that Menaline. That's my shit. The whole record, I mean, I think, I don't know, we, we do these, like, top 11 shows where we have topics. We did, like, a Valentine's show. Yeah. That was a no-fucking-brainer. Um, <laughs> but I just, yeah, I don't know. Just something about, I don't know, This the, all of these songs on that record especially are just, they kind of stand alone as just great songs, but you put them all together, and I, I don't even know what to say. I just can't believe this record isn't fucking huge. So. Yeah. Well, let's let's try to make it huge. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know the thing. The thing is also I, when we decide to to do a new record, I don't sit there and say I'm going to write a new record. I constantly write songs, anyways, and then we say we do a new record. So I just pick 14 or 16 songs, whatever is on the record. To you know, I already have them, so I just put them together. I could put three records together right now with the songs that I have. Okay. But, I really feel like, you know, I just, I just don't like bands who put out one record after another. Jay, if you're listening. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and uh, so Decrax is not really re- releasing so many records. You know, we just uh, always have a little bit of three, four years in between every record because I think that way you can make really like, you can, you know, like just like Weezer did in the first with the first two records and then... You know, ever since they released one record after another, they're getting worse and worse somehow, you know, they just because they put in like everything on it. If they would have just put, if they would just take two songs of every record of the last 10 records, they would have a great record. You know, if they, there's always <laughs> songs in every Weezer record. Yeah. If, they take, if, if they take these two songs of every record from the last 10 years, they would do a great record. Yeah, but you know? I mean, they, they already made their success before, you know. It doesn't matter what they put out, they have uh, fans to 
<laughs> no, but that's you know that's that's why I think that's why when you say every song kind of stands alone, it's kind of nice to hear because that's what it's supposed to be actually. You know, yeah, I think. Yeah, there's 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 no filler on D Cracks albums nice. whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, thanks. So that is a good yeah. approach, though. I mean, you have like four years between uh, medications, so you have four years of songs written up, and you could take the best, the cream of the crop, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I like that method. That's pretty cool. Let's go and take a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, are there any uh, as far as the fest goes? Any any surprises or anything cool? Are you guys going to be jamming with the Mangies? Anything like that? Other, I mean, I know the Jughead thing is, is special, but well, anything we can't, else? We can't, we can't tell you about surprises. I so they wouldn't be surprises so anymore. Honest. That's not how surprises work. We won't tell anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's going to be some stuff happening, but uh, you got to be there to see it. (laughs) Yeah, I wish we could be there, man. It's just, you know, it's not very practical for us to get there. So, yeah. yeah. For us, it's not practical for the United States either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, if we go there, they might not let us come back home. <laughs> They'll stop us on the border, probably. Be like, dude. Hey, you wouldn't want to go back home. Don't worry. Yeah, you're correct. probably correct about that. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah. Shit's all fucked up over here these days, man. <laughs> it's always well, a little wacky. Here, right? don't, don't worry. It's kind of weird. We were already thinking because tomorrow morning we got to go to the Russian embassy to get a visa to go to Russia because we'll play a show there in September. I was already thinking maybe we should ask there to go back to it if they get us a visa back to the U.S. Yeah, maybe they can help. <laughs> <laughs> that might be possible. <laughs> All right. Hey, when this when this thing's over, will you guys come back and kind of let us know how it went and talk about it a little bit? Give us a little recap? Oh, absolutely. All right. If you have us back, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, D-Cracks will always be welcome here, man. Absolutely. We're, awesome. We're big yeah. fans, so... Yeah, so so I've heard. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, making some time for us today on a on a Sunday. So, we yeah, appreciate well, it. Thanks for having us on your show. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Happy. Uh, I guess happy birthday. Happy sweet sixteen. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's happening. Thank yeah. you. All right, guys. We'll uh, yeah. we'll talk to you afterward. We'll uh, I'll be in touch. Cool. Right on. Right on. Keep up what you're thanks. doing, man. Thanks we so fucking much. love it. Yeah, yeah, well, keep, keep I up will, uh, podcast, too. We'll talk thanks. to you guys later. Yep, have, have a, a great night. night. Thanks. Have fun. Bye-bye. I am Ben Weasel. You are listening to The Dummy Room with two confused young men who have bad taste in music. Enjoy. Yeah, fuck, dude. D-Cracks, one of my favorite bands going right now. So awesome we could finally talk to them for just a little bit. Um, obviously, they're they're 16. Um, if you can, go to their, their huge party. Fucking go, man. What a show. Totally. So, hey, uh, I don't mean to, like, just switch gears right away, but we have uh, our actual, actual guest tonight is um, 
Uh, Boris the Sprinkler. Yes. Uh, the new album's coming out, um, I think it's September 13th. Is that right? Yes. That sounds right. Yeah, geez. We're prepared. Anyways. <laughs> well, I'm sure they can tell us. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, new record. It's 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 the 13th of September, yes, and it's on Beer City Records. And this is cool because, obviously, I'm a Wisconsin guy, and they're Wisconsin guys, so let's just get right into it. We have news for the beautiful people. There's a lot more of us in our view. Any of you that have ever felt stepped on, left out, picked on, put down, why don't you just come down here and join us, okay? Hey, we got Paul number one and the voice of Geek America, Rev Norb here. How you guys doing? spectacularly i am doing this interview in bed like paul stanley and the decline of western civilization part two <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um i guess we get right into it we got a new record coming out it's been nine, 19 years is that right we're not sure nobody cares actually yeah what took so long <laughs> uh, well we weren't a band that'll usually put a crimp in your recording plans <laughs> I think we had talked about something after we did Insubordination Fest, and but it kind of got put on the back burner, I think, for a while. Yeah, we, we lately kicked around the idea for about 10 years, sort of idly, and sent each other song ideas, and we never really moved on anything until last year when Mike from Beer City Records said, hey, if you guys record a new record, I'll put it out. And we were like, oh, I suppose we should do this before we die, or we're too infirm to actually do it, so that we actually did it. <laughs> I love the title, Vespa to Venus, man, it's great. Because obviously we're bankrupt of ideas, so we're stealing our own previous idea, Saucer to Saturn, which of course was a theft of the Ramones' Rocket to Russia idea, right. so not only yeah. are we stealing ideas, like, it's, a, it's a second generation theft. I, I took it more as like a callback to the classic, you know, Saucer exactly. to Saturn, yeah, really cool. We're getting back to the glory days. There you go. It's nice to have an album title that doesn't sound like a porn movie that you can say in front of your parents and shit. True. <laughs> 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 kind of different than the old mega anal and shit. Yeah, I mean, I have this cool t-shirt that says mega anal on it in gigantic pink and yellow letters. It, it just doesn't get that much wear. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to ask if we were going to be uh, allowed to play a song off of it tonight. Why don't you see that you do? Go right ahead. <laughs> Paul says it's cool. Yeah, I'm good with it. <laughs> cool. What do you want to hear? Anything off of it? What struck you as being a decent enough song that you would play it for your fine listeners? Um, how about what did the dog do? Open parenthesis. What did the close parenthesis dog do? Open parenthesis now. Close parenthesis. <laughs> Yeah. 
it's a great song. I'm in a room with my girlfriend's cat right now, so this will be most appropriate, especially when the dog barks at the end. (laughs) (laughs) I really love that Gamma Ray Girl. That one has been sticking out to me so far. Gamma Ray Girl! Thank you for your interest in Boris Sprinkler. (laughs) So are we going to be doing any shows? You got anything planned or? Uh, You know, Paul, number one, and I were just talking about this seconds ago through the miracle of instant messages. And uh, we haven't really planned or done anything because I don't think it's worth thinking about until the record actually comes out. Because until then, it's all sort of hypothetical. And we can only do like maybe one or two shows in a year because we live in different parts of the country and we have different yeah. schedules Paul's like you know let's figure this out and i'm like yeah it's cool bro we'll just wait till the record comes out and then you know all people will just be backing up the brink truck and giving us all these great shows or whatever we'll, we'll figure <laughs> it out with. Nothing <laughs> uh there was nothing like uh you know 20 years ago when you could go to concert cafe pretty much any week of the year and you guys would be playing a show with uh, an incredible lineup i don't know how many times i saw you guys there i didn't even live there and i think i saw you guys there 30 or 40 times yeah Yeah, we may have overplayed (laughs) it was the glory days though it was the time of milk and honey we played and there was a lot you know that was that was the scene there were shows and there were shows all the time at the concert cafe and people came from all around it was a it was it was a good time i mean make hay while the sun shines by golly (laughs) 
Hey, Paul, I didn't know if I could ask you this, but you made a mention of when you guys played uh, Insubordination Fest about uh, Paul number two, hung out with Dillinger 4 a little too long, and got in some trouble, got banned from Baltimore or something? Yeah, well, that, all right, so that was the second night, I believe, of the Insubordination Fest, and uh, so Paul was, you know, a little more free to uh, partake in some some drinking, and, you know, when you're with the, with the Dillinger 4 guys, anything can happen, so... Paul got on stage and, and kind of helped Patty do what Patty does at shows sometimes, what I'll go with. Yeah. <laughs> just just to pull that out for those people without a functioning, you know, imagination, Paul walked on stage and pulled down Patty's underwear, which is all he was wearing at that point in time, leaving him stark, <laughs> raving naked. And then, and then Norm, I, I pulled up Patty's underwear, which were surprisingly cold and clammy and gross <laughs> to the touch. I put his underwear back on him. And then not shortly after that, Paul number two came back on stage and re-pulled Patty's underwear off. And then like, I'm not touching those things again, man. I, you know, so. <laughs> I believe the, the bouncers did not appreciate Paul's activity and uh, took him to the back room. And they told him he was banned from Baltimore. So I don't know how well that will really stick, but <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Hey, Norb, I got to ask you something before I forget. Can I ask you about that damn Jenny Jones thing? You can ask me all you want about the damn Jenny Jones thing. Was was that real or was that kind of just a setup joke thing? Um, as far as I can tell, that was pretty much real. It was a pretty much real thing. Did you guys hang out after the show or, or what? What's How does something like that end? I, I, I didn't seal the deal, if that's what you're asking me. There was no deal <laughs> sealing. <laughs> I showed my, my son, Eli, that he's 10. I'm like, yeah, we're going to be talking to this guy. And I showed him that, and he was just like, he couldn't believe what he was seeing, you know? So <laughs> The weirdest thing about that is that there weren't any monitors on the stage. So you look on the stage, and there's got a bunch of people on it. You got Jenny Jones, and she's talking in a microphone. And the micro what she's saying is coming out to, over the PA to the audience. But you're not hearing it. You're hearing, like, the echo in the the dim recesses so you're trying to listen really hard to hear what she says because you're on freaking television and you can't hear a goddamn thing because nobody thought <laughs> what a pair of monitors on the stage for the guests <laughs> it's really funny i mean i remember you know that was i don't even know what year that was but it was just a, a crazy moment to see you on on a show like that I remember I saw that, and I was I about shit in my pants. I couldn't believe it. Like, holy shit, that's Norb. I think it was 1996, but it was really weird because I don't watch shows like that, and they called me up, and they're like, okay, we've, we've got this thing where this is the Johnny Jones show, and uh, there's the Secret Crush episode, and we want you to come down on Wednesday or whatever. And I was like, I don't want to do it. I got to work. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not interested. Bye. I, I'm too busy for this shit. Like, but, but this is the Johnny Jones one. I don't know what the fuck the Johnny Jones show is. I don't watch any of that stuff. I, I honestly don't have any idea. And then they called back and like, you don't understand. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right, I'll talk to my boss. And I talk to my boss. He's like, oh, it's the Johnny Jones suit. You got to do it. So then I did it. <laughs> I guess that's my contribution to world culture. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched it when I was at work. I watched him on it. Kind of shaking my head the entire time, but I did it. I also heard that that segment was on some show called Talk Soup that people used to watch, which was like a like a weekly greatest hits of all the dumbass guests that those talk shows had. So <laughs> yeah. that's also my on Talk Soup. Cool. Mm. That doesn't mean anything to me either. So I'm just right. saying. <laughs> <laughs> At least it wasn't one of those episodes where they're like trying to pin some kid onto you, Norb. 
Yeah, the ambush. Yeah. At least the secret crush isn't so bad. <laughs> the first time I ever met you, um, I talked to you on the phone. I would think I was like 16 years old. And you were, it was for a tour. You guys were looking for a show in lacrosse. I ended up talking to you, and you tell me this story over the phone about how you were in lacrosse as a kid next to an Osco drug. There was like a record store. You bought a, a victim's record, and it wasn't the good victims, it was the uh, different victims. And I went to school the next day, and I told all my buddies, you know, like, holy shit, Norb, you know, because you were like, at, at that point, 94, you were. Your your status was already uh, made, you know, and nobody believed me. And a couple months later, you guys play the warehouse in lacrosse. You get on stage. You do the whole spiel about the Osco Drug Record Store or whatever. And all my friends are, they couldn't believe it. How do you remember that kind of shit? I mean, how did you remember going I, there as a kid? I mean. Was your band called the Scooter Boots? Uh, Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, shit. Oh, I, I don't remember that because, like, a, a skater got killed. There was, like, there were, we were on a holiday inn. We were at a holiday inn on the Mississippi River, and a, there was, like, water skiing. There was some sort of, I don't know, the Tommy Bartlett water skiers or whoever the hell they were. And a, one, of the, one of the water skiers got killed outside our hotel, which we could, I mean, we didn't actually see this happen, but it was, we could see the water skiers. And I don't know, that, that was like some big event, like, you know, a water skier gets killed, got the rope around her neck, or I always say it was a decapitation, but it was not a decapitation, but uh, yeah, that was, just on a family trip to see my uncle and aunt and cousins in Colorado. We stopped there. I don't know if we stopped, like, in the same state we live in, but whatever. I wasn't driving at the time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So you do remember everything. That's what I remember about lacrosse. The water skater dying and the it's like a record store and a camera shop, I think. It's like a it was a camera store and it had like a record department. That was the only record store I could find. Yep. <laughs> and you bought you had said you'd bought a victim's record. Well that victims happened to be the, the, the guy who owned the warehouse still does actually, still runs it. That was his band. Not the Oh 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 oh, oh yes. I didn't I, I didn't buy that there though. But I remember the conversation. Yeah, that was, what was his name? Steve? Steve, yep. Yes, I, all right. Yes, I still have that Victims album. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> I think I stole that one from the local college radio station, actually. I don't think I bought it. <laughs> I think I came up, I came up to it by, by uh, illicit means. <laughs> and that record, that record was produced by somebody named Tim Hale, Engineered by Tim Hale, and he was the guy that engineered the Tyrants 45, uh, who were an early Green Bay punk band, and Boris covered one of their songs, Attitude. Yeah. 
all the time. Gratitude, attitude, 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 attitude. Lots of people look down on me and scold me for my fun. I smoke as I pass them by I was number one The only reason I remember that is because I went to high school with somebody named Tim Hale, and it's not the same Tim Hale. I forget what your question was, but it was something to do with lacrosse. I, I do remember I, I was just letting you know, I couldn't believe that you could remember that stuff from when you were a kid. You know, that was 25 years ago, I believe. Yeah, that's scary. So, the warehouse is a hard place to forget because it's hard to forget the stairs or the yep. delicious brownie that Steve's mother would make. Still does. <laughs> Apparently. Those are some Milky Way brownies. Those are the best I've ever had. Huh. That's awesome. So you guys used to play at the concert cafe, of course, all the time. You guys, what was the craziest or, like, you know, what was the sh biggest show you did there? What was the most memorable thing you guys ever did there? I don't know. I was pr it would probably be the Tom's, the, the big, well, I don't know. I, I think the big show, the Tom, when Tom had the big show, the two-day-long show. Yep. That was the show where the photo on my book, The Annotated Boris, was taken. August 2nd, 1997. Ah. That was the show that started at like 9 or 10 in the morning, right? Beatnik Termites played, and you guys, of course, and Donna's, and... Donna's and the New Bomb Turks, and the Space Shits, and, uh... Christ, a bunch of people. It, yeah, it went on all day. I mean, there, there were bands in the morning. It just... I remember going there in my bathrobe to go see Grapefruit, that band from Hawaii. Oh, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah, I remember I was there pretty early to see Mulligan Stew, but I don't remember any of the other early bands. I don't know if I showed up too early, so it was that kind of weekend. Yeah, Tom Tom's been known to have a show like that every once in a while. It's just a lot of bands, a vast orgy of rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, I tried. We tried to get Tom on here, but for some reason he doesn't. I don't know. I think he wanted to do it, but Skype was an issue. I don't know. So if you guys talk to him, put the pressure yeah. on him. Well, I, Tom, I know. Tom had a smartphone for the first time like less than a month ago. And he doesn't have a computer at home. Uh, so now that he has a smartphone, might be. I'll bug him again. That's gonna take, I mean, he, he has yet to put a map or find a map program on his phone. So it's, you know, he's, 
he, he's not quite up to speed. I totally miss going to to Green Bay and seeing all those shows. It's, it's it sucks that it all kind of I don't know died. I mean, once the concert yeah. cafe was gone, did they do any? Was there anything? I mean, I understand there's still like the the lyric room and stuff does shows every once in a while, but not like they used to. Yeah, I mean, I think that's sort of I think there's sort of like a natural lifespan of rock and roll, especially if it's like punk rock, because you have like a lot of young, young kids in punk rock, and you sort of get this sort of crop or this generation of people and they all come to shows and they build the scene and eventually they age out and they they go to the military or they go off to college or they start families or they you know they don't have time for this shit and then everything kind of withers and you got to start from scratch i think maybe if you live in a larger metropolitan area the generations aren't quite so segregated everything is just cycles in and cycles out more quickly and it keeps things more fresh but if you're in a smaller place like green bay it's kind of it's kind of feast and famine. It's the cycles of capitalism, man. It's boom and bust or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Paul, I got a question for you real quick. All right. How many damn pairs of socks do you own? I, I don't know the actual number, but I do know I at the beginning of this year, I had decided not to wear a pair of socks twice until I've worn all the socks. And it took me into May before I was able to start wearing rewearing a pair of socks so wow. well well over 120 or so digits so so i am on i am on a no buy sock year <laughs> so i am not buying any socks this year any new socks that i pull out i've had in my new sock drawer <laughs> stashed <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> now i just see all those pictures of you and it's like god damn he's got a different pair of socks every day of the year yeah, I, I may have a problem. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Could be worse problems out there. That's Norb, exactly what, right. I, I, I might have gotten rid of a couple of those. <laughs> Norb, what's the uh, what's your collection? What's your what's the? I mean, you collect a lot of stuff. I know, but what what is like your record collection still as big as a whale and all the comics and stuff? I really think that my record collection has sort of been overrated through my own braggadocio and uh, my. I'm presenting myself as somebody with a big record collection through history because I think I think a lot of people had kept like passion to have a bigger record collection longer than I did, so they have much more stuff than I do these days. And I've been I don't know. I mean, I have a lot of records and they're all over my house, but I've been trying slowly but surely to winnow out the week and get the wheat from the chaff and downsize my collection and stuff like that. So. I mean, my record collection I don't think is world-class by any means. However, it is substantial and it's, you know, occupies the better chunk of a room in my house. And I do have a lot of comic books and I don't, I try not to buy them as much as I used to. And I have a lot of sports cards and I have a lot of, I have a lot of crap in general, basically. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Norb, I'm kind of curious about what you remember about doing fun tonight on that first Riverdale's record and your part and all that shit. I remember was that I had to drive down to Lafayette and go into Sonic Iguana Studios, and that's when it was in a storefront, and you walked in the door of the storefront, and you walked right into the room where people were recording, which seemed pretty freaking weird. And when I walked in there, it was vapid and panic, and they were singing the harmony parts to In Your Dreams. <laughs> and... Uh, and Weasel said I was making vapid nervous or something, so we had to go take a walk. So we took a walk in Lafayette. And it was cold, and my feet got cold. And then we came back, and I did the fun tonight thing, and then I left. No, then we went back to Mass's house, and then we had some big argument with Ben about whether the Beatles were cool or not. <laughs> <laughs> 
which went about as you imagine it would. <laughs> yeah. But wait, like who, where were the lines drawn? Like who was pro, who, who was like, you know, like no, I was it. pro. Okay. He and Vapid were anti, and me and Panic were pro. Me, Panic, and Mass were pro. Yeah, dude, I mean, the early Beatles, you really can't beat them. You know, he's got this convoluted quote-unquote logic that makes no sense, and he was saying that the the Beatles weren't any good because they ripped off Chicago blues artists, whereas the Ramones were good because they ripped off Buddy Holly, and Ben's got a Buddy Holly tattoo. And I told him he was full of shit because which one of those bands has a Buddy Holly cover on record? By golly, it's the Beatles with words of love yeah. off of Beatles for single, and how do you like that? And then, he, I don't know, he made up some bullshit story. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, somehow this all started because I said that bridge part to fun tonight sounded like the chord progression to no time by the guess who. <laughs> somehow they got into a discussion about the Beatles. Wow. Ben said that, that oh yeah, I, I'm, I am remembering the genesis of this argument because Ben said that he didn't know that that song is by the guess who. He thought it was by, and here I quote, some gay band like Paul Revere and the Raiders. And then I said, well, by golly, you should be listening to the Paul Revere and the Raiders 45s because they were like perhaps the best American singles band of the 1960s. And then that all barreled into the Beatles, anti-Beatles thing. And there we go. That brings you up to speed on my experience recording the middle part for fun tonight. Thank you very much, Norm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh the new record amos recorded it um he's an old friend of mine um what what made you want to go to him basically about three or three years ago i was listening to the tenement predatory headlights album mm-hmm. and i was thinking oh if boris ever does another album we're getting this guy to record it and so it was <laughs> yeah, it was all Norb's decision. So my, my first words to Amos were in the studio was, Amos, did Norb tell you we've never played these songs together ever? And he said, yeah, about a half hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was that going to like actually change the way he was going to approach the project? I mean, come uh, on, it was on a neat analysis. But yes, we were getting back to the new album. We did record the entire new album without ever once playing the songs together before we set foot in the studio. Which is not how you're supposed to do it, in case you're wondering. <laughs> Maybe not the most conventional way to do it, but hey, dude, it turned out great. I mean, results speak for themselves. I was surprised, pleasantly surprised. I was worried, but... I was glad we had something. I just, I'm just glad we had anything, because we never recorded an album like that. We've never once had a practice before we go to the studio so you you don't know if you're going to walk out there with an album, you're going to walk out there with like nothing, or maybe you, you salvage a couple of songs, so... When we got out of there with a full album, we were just like, yes, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you guys how do you guys write these songs when you're when you're not you're just sending each other different audio files and stuff or lyrics or how do you do it? Exactly. I mean, we were, did a lot of it through Messenger. We would just send files back and forth. I would put stuff into GarageBand and kind of work from there. And we would just go back and forth. There was some mishaps. I know we, there was, uh, I can't remember what song, but Paul never, Paul number two never heard one of the songs at all. We had to play the song for him before we actually recorded it because he never actually even heard it. <laughs> it's somehow we got through it. I think it might have been Gamma Ray Girl. Rick had some music and he sent it to me and then I, I, I had lyrics, but they sort of fit. They sort of didn't. So I started, you know, you sort of chop it up in audacity. So I was chopping up his song and like stitching it back together, Frankenstein-like, and uh, it, it was just a very patchwork process. But it 
seemed to work okay in the end. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. I like yeah. uh, I like ro- rock and roll tangerine quite a bit. Yeah, me too. Rock and roll tangerine. <laughs> Inside of that lonely house, kicking out of summons on their rock and roll miles, just to find the less known whereabouts of the sound is down, is danger miles, they'll never cast their boat for you. They cast their light with rock and roll. The kids sit in front of their TV sets, playing their rock and roll cast events while we do. Plays for the New York fans, please, a bad band of over fans, they'll never cast their boat for you. They cast their light with rock and roll. I didn't hear because I had a version of it then it was changed when before I got to the studio and I didn't hear that one so that was another one that we had to kind of play a couple times before the takes made it <laughs> yeah I love how the first song you kind of like are doing the, the monologue and you fuck it up a couple times but you left that in that's fucking that's cool dude everybody else, I think to amused everybody else in the band a whole heck of a lot so I was like well I think we gotta leave that yeah Good, <laughs> good call, man. It's, it's great. Yeah. Plus, it, the, you know, it's the song like a, rips too. Get it right. We're losing you a little bit again, Norb. I don't know what, what it is. I don't know. I keep, I keep pacing around. I keep pacing around like a caged animal because I was sick of doing this interview in bed like Paul Stanley. <laughs> and hey, didn't he have a fucking monkey in that scene with him? Like a fucking chimpanzee? Like a Miami Vice suit or whatever? I'm not sure. There is one big hairy pussy in this bed, but it's my girlfriend's cat. <laughs> uh, that's great. I know the uh, day that Mike sent this 
uh, record over to me. I was in in his school listening to it, <laughs> not paying attention. And uh, track twelve comes on, my cocks on drugs, <laughs> and that got the uh, pause button real quick. <laughs> um, no, I, you know, you announced the uh, the song titles before the song, and luckily the uh, my favorite teachers weren't around to uh, give me the eye roll or anything. But no, I. I, yeah, I- that you know is not quite situationally appropriate for all situations. <laughs> um, I, I, it happens to me. It seems like every week. Anyways, I love this record, man. I I, I don't know. I think people um, the, the, they expect whatever they're expecting, they're gonna get. It's Boris the Sprinkler. It sounds like Boris the Sprinkler. You know what you're getting. Um, this is. I, I thought at first maybe I was just uh, 19 years hungry for a new Boris the Sprinkler, but. I keep listening to it, and I think it's right up there with some of the best um, Boris stuff. You know, I still hold Saucer to Saturn as my favorite, I think. But, yeah, there's some songs on here that I, I just fucking love. Bless you, my son. Good, good to get yeah. positive back on this. So, so can we consider, I, I was wondering if we can consider uh, a Boris, are they back together? Or is it just an album, maybe do a couple of shows possibly next year or something and be done? Or, or are we going to have more... Yeah. Boris I mean, record. we're sort of in a semi-retirement, but in a state of semi-unretirement. I mean, it's not <laughs> like we're going to be, we're not going to be playing every weekend anywhere, or we're not going to yeah. be playing a lot. We're limited duty, you know? You know, I don't think we're going to call it, you know, call it done. But that being said, you know, how much we're going to play is still really up in the air. We don't really have any goals as a band other than to, I don't know, do we have any goals as a band? If somebody important, just tell us what to do, give us direction, and then we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we are kind of mostly waiting for powers to be to say, well, would you guys like to do this? And then we can go, well, let's see, can we all do this? <laughs> and then if the answer is yes, then we'll do it. <laughs> cool. Exactly. Well put. <laughs> So if there's going to be a Boris show in Green Bay, everybody should just go because there might not be a second one. Um, hopefully when there is a show that Tom sets up, I guess Tom might be the powers that be. Tom, if you're listening, tell these guys to play a show and I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the Green Bay thing is we played this year with Mud Honey. We played yep. two years ago at Tom's 50th birthday party. So, you know. We don't really need any kind of special kind of thing to happen. We can always figure out a way to play Green Bay, but I don't want to play all the time because then it's just going to get stupid. You know, pretty soon you're playing at the VFW and there's 20 people there and nobody cares. So, I don't yeah. know. we'll see. We'll see what happens. We like to make it special, you know. Yeah. So, hey, I watched this video. You guys, I think it was opening for uh, Mr. T and the Riverdales in Chicago. And I had never seen this before, but Paul number two was dragged on stage by Tom. Uh, he was the, uh, what was it, the masturbating drummer? Anti-social yeah. masturbator. <laughs> uh, how come that stick didn't stick? It's very physical. <laughs> Maybe we should bring that back. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, it's just simply too dangerous. It's too dangerous to unleash. You know, what if Tom leash unlooses his grasp upon the chains that are the only thing keeping the antisocial masturbator from the crowd? Deaths could occur. We simply cannot, in good conscience, take the chance of having some sort of antisocial masturbator-related fatalities on our conscience. We were lucky enough to skate out of the 90s as it was with no antisocial masturbator-related deaths or massacres. 
right. What do you guys? What else can you say about the new record? It's it's out for pre-order right now. Um, is it sold out yet? It was getting close, wasn't it? The green vinyl and the clear vinyl are sold out, but the black vinyl is not sold out. Yeah. Cool. And of course, just go to Beer City Records and buy it up. I guess. Listen to it, scream it, do whatever it is you kids do. I don't know how it works these days, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I hope you like the cover. We hope you like the record. We're not sure. We think you will. But then again, we're bad judges of character. That's why we're, we're in a band together. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, I was going to ask you, too, how come, um, you know, is Bulge Records done? You, you haven't released anything in years and years, right? That is correct. Um, Bulge Records is pretty much, I mean, if people want to order stuff from me, I still have stockpiles of old things, but physical media does not sell terribly well, and I don't really have any more room to stockpile anymore not selling crap. Uh, I've used Bulge Records as sort of the publisher of my last two books, which are my yeah. only two books. I'd say that's on Bulge Records, even though it's not a record, whatever, I don't know. But that's, So that sort of keeps the name alive, but I don't have any distributors right now. I don't have any, I mean... So it's, I threw away all my financial records, so all you assholes that owe me money, you're off the hook now. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't see me releasing any stuff anytime soon. I don't really have that much of an interest in going into the digital realm. I mean, I, I released the Boris stuff, the, the Reverend Orb Solo stuff on digital, but that doesn't really interest me. I don't know if I really want to make up 200 or 145s at a time as some sort of vanity project. I just assume let somebody else do the heavy lifting at this point in my life. Yeah. All I can say is the new record. I really like it. It's not on bulge, but still worth a fuck. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to get the record, but uh, I, I hope there's shows. I hope there's more records from you guys. I've been a, you know, it's a big deal to have you guys here. Of course, I'm a Wisconsin guy, and and you guys are kind of like uh, you know, the the legends of the state. You know, um, I appreciate you guys both being here, and uh. Hopefully, if there's ever anything else you guys can come back for for a show or anything, please feel welcome to. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you for your interest in Boris the Sprinkler. <laughs> yep. Thanks for caring. All right. All right. All right. Talk to you later. Uh, have Thank a good you. One. Thank you. Take it yeah. easy. Bye. Bye. Farewell. Bye. Yo, this is Jason 3D. This is Jason V. You're listening to the fucking dummy room. All right, well, there you have it. Us with half of Boris, right? Yeah. Um, Paul number one and Norb. Uh, fucking legends around here, dude. Uh, it was pretty fun. I mean, of course, Norb is Norb, and, um, you know, the audio was cutting in and out here and there, but I, I think we, I think it went pretty good. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, we'll see you next week. Yep, thanks so much for listening, everybody, and see you next Thursday. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Dummy Room. Meet us back here next Thursday for another fun episode. Bye-bye.